From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. Alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox president Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF. One of the big companies in Germany, that's Siemens Energy, it has reported its earnings this morning. It's scrutinizing its wind business for a strategic reset after heavy costs related to ongoing problems with turbines. Now, the company has said this morning its annual losses are expected to nearly quadruple to 4.5 billion euros. And we can discuss those results now with the CEO, Christian Bruch. Thanks very much for being with me, Christian. What's the main thing you want investors to take away from these results this morning? Yeah, good morning. No, it has been a very, very demanding quarter for Siemens Energy. And obviously, it's a very um, diverse picture which we have. We have uh, had to take charges of 1.6 billion for quality-related cost in the onshore business of wind related to two platforms. These were issues which occurred after a certain runtime of the turbines. And we had additional 600 million charges at Siemens Gamesa to take uh, because of the ramp up of the offshore business. There is a high demand that's good, but we are ramping up around four factories at the moment in parallel, and these are affected by obviously shortage in construction workers, completing the factories, ramping up materials, and so forth. The other thing is obviously it really overshadows an outstanding performance of the conventional energy business. It was around at 1.4 billion uh, profit um, to date and obviously uh, really with a fantastic order book and that is really, really painful. But uh, the other thing is we have already, since the talk on 22nd of June, established mitigation measures, uh, including establishing a task force at Siemens Gamesa and fixing the quality problems uh, and addressing it now step to step, but definitely, I mean, this is um, a situation where we are reviewing the different elements in terms of how can we, as fast as possible, really stabilize the wind business, because it is strategically uh, an interesting growth business, but obviously yeah. we have to be able to operate in this field profitably. So what do you know about the causes of the flaws in the newer onshore turbines, and what are you doing to uh, fix those issues? Yeah, and uh, as I said, I mean, these are related uh, to a certain operational time, and this is a relatively diverse picture across the different turbines. First of all, I think it's important to understand that these are issues which currently do not affect the operation of the turbines. So the, operation, the turbines are producing power for our customers. However, we have relatively early on identified issues around the blades and the bearings, so two main components in the turbine which need a rectification for some of the turbines in the fleet. It is always a mixture between uh, specific suppliers which have provided these parts and obviously also conditions at site. So this is not a black and white picture, but I think what is important is that these are um, accruals for the future to fix over the next couple of years these quality issues and potentially we're obviously always trying to do this in line with our customers' normal service interventions. So this will yes, unfold over the next couple delay, of years. How long will it delay profitability Please, for Gamesa? 
You allow us to do exact uh, statements towards that really on the capital market day because as I said, what we're at the same time doing is looking really on the overall portfolio as products and regions to say how do we phase it out over the next years to come. So it's not just these quality issues, it's also to say what is really the best path through that and that will influence obviously um, the exact timing also on the profitability. But definitely, one thing is clear, it delays our path to profitability in the wind business, which we have stated before. However, obviously, um, there's more than just fixing the quality problem. We will look on the overall package yeah. and say, this is how we're going to do it, and this will be in November. How exactly does Siemens Energy profit from the transition to renewable energy more broadly? Just very briefly. Yeah. Yeah, no, thank you very much. I mean, you have seen a fantastic record order intake in the grid technologies business. And obviously, electrification at the end needs to transport electricity. We are benefiting from this. We're seeing an increasing margin in the backlog on, on the grid side. That's very good. We see uh, the ramp up now um, in hydrogen. We will see in quarter four, let's say, an interesting uh, order book uh, for the hydrogen side. So there are, let's say, good elements where we profit from. And at the end, we also want to profit from the wind business. But that is obviously some work which we have to be doing. Okay, thank you very much. Christian Bruch, CEO of Siemens Energy. From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. Alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox President Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF.